Hello and welcome back to Global LPG Conversations, our podcast on the latest developments in global markets around the world. My name is David Appleton. I am the Vice President for LPG at Argus Media. And today I am joined by Valdemar Yazchik. Hello, Valdemar. Hi, David. How are you doing today? Yeah, all good. All good. Uh, Excellent. Had a nice long weekend and happy to get back to talking about the market. Excellent. Yeah, so they're based in London and over the past uh, year or so, he's really been focusing on developments um, in Eastern Europe, among other things, has become something an expert on what's been going on in Poland. And um, Valdemar wrote a white paper a couple of weeks ago, which is embedded in the link to this podcast. So do have a look at that if you're interested in getting uh, even more in-depth view on what's been happening there. But I thought we would today just kind of look at what we've seen happening over the past year. Obviously, the situation in Poland has changed in terms of um, trade flows and so on. Um, so let's dive into that right now. So, Valdemar, how did, start in 2022, how, how did the Polish market fare? So, in 2022, the markets made actually a full recovery uh, to the pre-pandemic levels in terms of consumption. We actually grew by about 2.5% to just under two and a half million tons. And that was achieved despite supply disruptions and the price hikes that we discussed on the previous podcast. Uh, so that growth was mainly fueled by autogas, obviously, which retained its dominant position in the market, accounts for about 75% on demand. And the Poland fleet of LPG-fueled vehicles started about 3.4 million, which is the biggest one in the EU. Uh, the segment benefited from three factors, which is the high prices of the traditional fuels, uh, the increased mobility after the pandemic, of course, and the presence of about 1 million Ukrainian cars on Polish roads, many of them LPG-fueled. Uh, there was also a growth in the sales of LPG to tanks, but that was kind of uh, under expectations uh, as a relatively warm spring and autumn onset the general increase that we expected because of the price, uh, high prices and availability concerns in the natural gas sector. And contrary to some predictions, the industrial use of LPG in Poland did not significantly increase as much. Some people back a couple of months ago predicted even doubling, but uh, that did not prove to be the case. Sure, very interesting. And actually that question of I think industrial usage is, has really been a key topic over the past year with those high natural gas prices. But what we are really learning is that um, it is just not simple to switch to LPG with the required equipment and so forth. So while, while I think there has been something of an uptick, it's not been uh, as high as some of those predictions, as you mentioned. Um, obviously, in order for this demand to be covered, it needs to be supplied from somewhere. So so can you talk a bit about the supply chains and how they've shifted? Oh, yes, that's been uh, quite revolutionary uh, last year. Uh, the main topic is, of course, the Russian share of Polish LPG imports, which dropped below 50% for the first time since 2011. And that's uh, because of combination of factors, but mainly the boycotts by certain companies uh, sanctioned on uh, selected Russian firms and plenty of customs issues that we covered extensively at Argus. In outright terms, that's about a fall of 100,000 tons. And just to put it in the perspective, at its peak uh, in 2019, Russian product accounted for about 75% of all Poland's imports. So in a few years, dependence was considerably reduced. 
of course, uh, Russia is still the country's top supplier and delivered about 1.16 million tons in 2022. But the trade has increasingly, increasingly moved to Northwest Europe supply routes. EU countries share currently stands about 40, at about 42%, which is a nine percentage point gain. And that was main, that mainly arrived by sea, with Baltic Sea terminals taking a record high of over 1 million tons. A figure that was quite unimaginable only a few years ago. A big slice of that pie was taken by Sweden, which solidified its position as the second biggest supplier to Poland, around 30% share. It delivered three almost three quarter of a million tons of LPG in 2022, up by 70%. So crazy growth there. But Polish importers also renewed contacts with other all-time suppliers like Kazakhstan. Uh, imports from that direction jumped by almost 100,000 ton a year. It's not quite a, around half a million ton levels that it used to be a long time ago, but still a significant uptick. Uh, the import is the main story here as the domestic production usually uh, accounts for just about 20% of the consumption of average and did not change significantly year on year. Very interesting. Yeah, and I guess it's worth noting that with that Swedish supply, of course, that's product which is ultimately coming from the US. And it's just another example of how um, the US product is finding uh, its way into different markets uh, around the world. Um, what about, I know it's not a big uh, exporter, but what what was happening in terms of, of Polish exports? So is there any re-exports or flows that are going out of the country that's, that are interesting? Oh yes, that's another very interesting story of 2022. Is Poland becoming sort of a regional LPG re-exporting power of sorts? It with its deliveries to neighbors more than doubling year on year. So that was mainly fueled by demand from Ukraine, which of course found its traditional supply routes severe that year. And the Polish industry fill in the void, becoming the top LPG supplier to the country. Deliveries to Ukraine reached about 236,000 tons in 2022, which is more than Poland's total re-exports to everyone in the year prior. Other countries that sent out, uh, it's Hungary, which is the second largest recipient of the product with imports from Poland. Uh, rising about half to over almost 85,000 tons. Very interesting. And I, I guess indeed it's worth noting here that this flow into Ukraine from Poland and also from uh, Slovakia, Hungary is the reason that we have launched a, a DAF Ukraine Western border price, um, which allows the, the market to see the delivery costs into, um, into Ukraine on a weekly basis. Um, just thinking a bit and sort of uh, summarizing what you've been talking about is worth noting, of course, that the Russian product still continues to flow widely into Poland. I guess there's some pricing dynamics that are also um, interesting in that regard. Um, if just expand a bit more on the situation with Russia. Right, sure. So by and large, as you said, most of the market participants continue to buy Russian LPG with no measures taken against it so far legally. Uh, in fact, Russian rail deliveries were up by about 15% on the quarter in the first three months of this year. Uh, and uh, as one participant of the last L uh, Polish LPG conference, which we both attended, uh, pointed amply, quite, uh, quite amply that uh, Poland takes more Russian product in a month than China in a year. 
But the recent uptick uh, was mainly caused by high discounts commanded by Duff Brest compared to Northwest European prices early in the year. So in Northwest Europe, the value surged about six months high in January, and that was caused by a variety of factors from rising crude values to resurgent petrochemical demand, but mostly heightened competition with Asia Pacific over US exports. On the other hand, uh, the Russian markets uh, faced an oversupply and weak Polish pool uh, owning to high stocks there, which saw uh, Duffbrest values slumped to the lowest since late 2020. Uh, so as a result, spot propane prices at the Polish ports, uh, ports, which Argus introduced last October to reflect the changing supply flows as we just discussed, those prices surged to a five-month high of over 800 tons in early March. And as a result, seaborne intake suffered dropping to five month low uh, five month low in February and barely moving since uh, the levels are still elevated year on year and the pricing difference has narrowed since then with uh, northwest european prices sliding on the back of ample us supply but yeah uh, russian product is still uh, the most economical game in town very interesting indeed and i guess that leads us to the million dollar question um do you think it's possible that a total switch to northwest European supply into Poland would be possible? Uh, that is indeed the the most important question in the industry. And I must say that uh, the market sounds more optimistic about that only a few months ago. So despite this uh, uptick in uh, Russian product, uh, the LPG industry argues that significant progress has been already made. As we said, the 2022 figures with Russia falling, uh, for Russia's share falling be below 50%. Uh, importers secured contracts with suppliers from other countries. They expanded their railcar fleets and they made investments in infrastructure. The first thing that comes to mind is uh, all trader Unimont's re recent purchase of Lotus terminals. Uh, but the more long-term logistical limitations uh, such as the railway bottlenecks, bottlenecks at Polish ports and era terminals uh, remain. So for Polish ports, last year big, uh, last year's big obstacle was coal. Its deliveries were prioritized politically, leaving little railway capacity left, uh, little railway capacity for LPG. So the routes that usually took few days uh, extended to few weeks as a result. And this year, while the coal may not be as much of a problem. The transportation can be hampered by the need to export Ukraine grain through the Baltic, which could take precedence over LPG. That's what we've heard from the last LPG conference. And in terms of the air access to area, that can be curtailed by German railway modernization works, uh, which were a problem last year. And the limited number of Polish LPG rail cars that comply with German standards, meaning that additional supply uh, supply from ERA in the absence of Russian LPG could become complicated. And the access to uh, LPG rail cars altogether, while it's better than it was last year, it is still somewhat limited. So the current wait period for a new rail car is about one to two years while old ones are often unavailable we heard at the conference from the uh, vtg sales manager okay so, sorry go ahead 
so yeah, so why securing alternative product can be achieved within months. I think the shifting the market's infrastructure, investing in it, uh, that could take years. And the meanwhile, we'll face the market will face logistical bottlenecks during peak consumption seasons. Okay, so what I'm hearing here is that it's basically complicated to take exclusively European supply into Poland. And if that's the case, I think by extension, we can uh, assume that that could or will likely affect the price into Poland. Um, what do you think the impact would be then in terms of local demand? Uh, so it's far from certain. I mean, some market participants did express uh, a view that higher costs and the logistical problems on non-Russian uh, non LPG could trim autogas discount to gasoline, undermine its uh, key selling point. But still, that there's a quite a gap to bridge there because uh, in 2022, as in previous years, autogas price averaged less than half of gasoline's price. Uh, Very so interesting. there's some room there. Yeah, so there's a big cushion. So uh, yeah, I understand. And then finally, um, just switching gears a bit, but in the same uh, same country, we have this Azoti propane dehydrogenation plant, um, which is obviously just about to start up quite a big project there. Um, what do you think the impact of that, of that will be on the market's logistics? Uh, frankly, there's not going to be much of an impact. Uh, so yeah, the plant is going to become operational in the first half of this year. They have the terminal and storage already running and they already received two propane cargos as a part of a $250 million contract with Trafigura. And they recently announced just another uh, contract with TOTSA that will cover all of their demand. But both the, the, uh, but the product, the terminal and the storage will be only used for the complex needs, uh, according to the company. As uh, we heard at the conference, Azote is not interested in entering the LPG trading market. So not much logistical help there. There's more hope for a new terminal that uh, is going to be built uh, near uh, Azote's plant in the police port. Uh, that's the cooperation between Azote and Oli uh, Orlen Paliva. But uh, the letter of intention was only signed uh, January last year. So that's years away in terms of construction and making it uh, run and how the impact logistics. Okay, great. All right, then. So that's just something to, to keep an eye on. And uh, just to note, of course, that if you want to be kept up to date with any of these developments and uh, other things that are going on around Europe and elsewhere in LPG, of course, you can consult the Argus uh, subscriptions, uh, which you can find details about on our website. Uh, thanks very much for all of that information today, Valdemar. I'll note again that that white paper is available and I think it's really interesting. So I recommend everybody have a good look at that. Uh, thanks, Valdemar. Thanks, David. Bye. -bye. Thank you.